All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Can you see it? Did you notice? Check when the puck comes right to Pedersen who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! Moments no. You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I don't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in at Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go.
Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, proudly now Whoa. brought to you by the great folks over at Montana's. Montana's, baby. We loved partnering with them last time. They are back. Come on out to Montana's. The game is always on, and their daily deals to keep you full. Monday, half price wings. Ah, uh, forget Monday. Today's Wednesday. Wednesday. All you can eat ribs, bud. And we enjoyed the all you can eat ribs when we went out there yeah, but in I- the summer. I tell you, it's a smart idea for Montana's because good luck eating more than one rack of ribs. Yeah, someone That's tweeted someone tweeted uh, at us when we did the last Montana's ad campaign, and they said, how much money uh, is Montana's actually saving by giving quads all-you-can-eat ribs? Um, oh, a lot. And I responded, oh, wow, look, look at the graphic from Jeez, Oh, please. my gosh. Uh, our technical producer, Aaron Bordado, name you can trust. I uh, should have mentioned it. My apologies, Aaron. But uh, for those on the live show, you just got, you just saw some ribs on your screen. And for those on the podcast, you can see some yourself if you head on over to Montana's. They've got uh, deals uh, each day of the week. So drink Wednesday specials every day too. Yeah. Um, yes, Thursday and every day. Drink. Well, everyone's drink deals been home. The pandemic's kept everyone home, and everybody's not getting back in the day. Here we go. Quad, sit back and relax. Yeah, so sure. Back in the day, before I was covering this team and everything. We landlubber. We go out. You go out to play. We go to Montana's back in the day because they had uh, Stella on tap back in. Mon- I don't know if they still do. Hopefully they still do. They used to have Stella on tap. We go to Montana's and uh, or or landlubber somewhere like that. You watch sports with your friends. There's nothing better than that. There's it's nothing, true. There's nothing better than that. But I don't think people are doing that as much anymore. And I, again, it, maybe it's a little tough to go watch the Canucks. You think about when we did the watch party yep. at the at the pint last year, right? You think about that. People love going out. So now, now's your chance. Go out. Go pick up one of these deals from Montana's. They've got a different one every day. We'll be talking about them basically, you know, close to every day, I think. Right. BC cities. Can I name them off real quick for yeah. people? If you don't rattle know. it off, rattle it off. Fort St. John. Oh, baby. Which I always think is in Alberta, but it's in BC. It's caught me off guard a couple yeah, times. Yeah, a couple times. Uh, Kelowna, Langley. I t- I've been there. I- oh, I got some stories about Nanaimo one. Maybe I'll tell them one day. I'll tell them maybe tomorrow. Yeah, maybe show. not right now. I got now. some Nanaimo, Montana stories from back in the day. Like I said, Stella on tap. The pictures are cheap. <laughs> the um, story we're telling you today is about the Wednesday all-you-can-eat yeah, Tomorrow, hey, Thursday is a big deal for drink specials <laughs> at Montana. So I'll talk about uh, a couple stories from Nanaimo, Montana in a couple days here. Prince George, Tawasson, <laughs> and uh, Victoria. Do you say Tawasson okay. or Sawasson? No, I I say Tawasson. One. Yeah, I say yeah, Tawasson. The T silent. Or, I, sometimes I say Swasson, which I know is just wrong. That's just both incorrect, yeah. Yeah, but I, I heard someone say Swasson once. And I was like, hey, it kind of looks like that. I got a lot more energy today. Really? Yeah, but I'm a little, I'm at the, I think I'm, I think this is the last day I'll be clogged up a little bit. Okay. So I can hear my voice being a little bit off. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Um, you sound a lot better. And- I feel better. We did the Patreon yesterday, yep. and it was a good Patreon, by the way. Uh, Patreon.com slash Canucks Convo. Five and $10 tiers gets you all the bonus content. Hey, two Patreons in the last five days for us. Really? Yeah, I didn't We always said we're going to try and do more. We and never do. we just do. did it. We did it. We didn't try. We just did and it. I'll be honest. You show up here two minutes before the show a lot of the time. Today, good for you. You were bright and early here about uh, 1220. You walked through the door. I'm not going to lie to you. It was good. You were early. I've been getting better at... Not managing my time, but managing all the work I have to do. Like now what I'll do, because I take the SkyTrain here, yep. I'll do all the work that I have to do at home that I know I can't do on my phone on the SkyTrain. So I'll do all that at home and then I'll save my work that I need to do on the SkyTrain for uh, when we come here. And it's helpful. Like I would have had to stay home, but you were able to help this morning. And it's nice when I'm, you know, able to get some help. I see uh, Corey's in here. 
So he worked at the Montana's for eight years as a manager. Wow. Also, I, I, we're gonna we're gonna get to it. Lot 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 to get to, but I want to start off right away with no, this no amazing. Let me. Keep, I'm, I'm rolling here. I got some other stuff to bring up. Go ahead. L- Nop says Landlubber has great wings. Let me just come out and say this. I've said this about the Landlubber for a long time. Former sponsor of uh, my previous podcast before this one, actually. You know that Landlubber used to sponsor my original uh, the old the old show before this one uh, that I was on. They used to have really good wings, okay? They changed up the wings there at the Landlubber. Not as good. They still have all the flavors, you know. There, there's still some good stuff for the flavors for sure, but the the wings, they're not. They changed the chicken wing, and that changed everything. So get the ribs at Montana's instead. I got to bring up something else. So I didn't go to the game last night because, listen, normally three years ago or whatever, if I was doing some different job, I would have been at work. I wasn't like, I'm not sick sick, but I couldn't be sniffling around in the in the press box yesterday as much as i wanted to be there help the uh, botchford project kids wasn't there yesterday so i had to watch the game from home mm. and aaron maybe you can cut to it back to the uh the view from outside the window here as you can see from this if you're on youtube i'll tell you what it's not angled perfectly right here that right there rogers arena okay and a sky train and a sky train good timing but there's rogers arena down there and the horn it's so loud right and so I'm hearing the Canucks horn go before both the goals yesterday. And because the stream is so far behind, because I don't know who's running Sportsnet, but they're running in slow motion like the sloths from that Zootopia movie. They're, so it's like a minute behind the stream of the actual game. So I'm here, I hear the horn a couple times. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, a goal's coming. So I'm like looking who's on the ice, who's going to score the goal. It was tough. I don't like the, the you horn You poor last thing night. living in your ivory tower above Rogers Arena. Yeah, scraping by. Yeah, that's real kind tough. Pushing my pennies together to yeah. try and make them into a nickel. <laughs> okay, enough. Like, like we're eight minutes into the show, we haven't even talked about the team. Dude, yeah, yet. but ser- who wants to talk about the team? We, I do. I got a okay. lot to say. I got some thoughts on this. Okay, now, can I get back to? No, no, no. You can't. You're done. We're done. To the landlubber? Ta- no, no. I'm we're talking Canucks. Commander Vander jumped in the chat before the show on the YouTube live chat, and he said. The Canucks needed to rebuild like seven years ago. Dude, Commander Vander, you're going to read it, right? His quote? Yes. Oh, this is great. But I guess Bedard late than never, eh? Amazing line. I think I think we have to start using that, is Bedard late than never, because that is, that is just a great line, I think, personally. I think it's incredible, yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Okay. Very well done. Um, let's get into the Canucks. We're going to talk about uh, Sweden and LeCaramacchi and everything going on at the World Juniors. We're going to talk about that eventually. You're going to have to give me a quick second. I'm going to reset here. You go ahead. We, uh, we have been disconnected. We're still on the podcast. So yeah. People are still listening to the We're still on the, the podcast, podcast, but I'm going to keep talking, okay? Yeah. Um, what I really want to say here is that 6-2 okay, loss to the Islanders, people are pointing out that, um, you know, there's just been these issues with mm-hmm. this team, right? Where they they just don't show up for a complete 60-minute effort. And it's cliche. Like, it, it is cliche to say, like, hey, let's put in a full 60-minute effort. And again, like, I, we did scenes from morning skates there, scenes from practice, whatever. And I even said to you, like, hey, do you want to maybe just say um, – you know, it doesn't really matter what was said today because yeah. this team always says stuff like, "Hey, we're uh, we're gonna put in a full effort. We we just we just have to figure it out." Like, sorry, it's January and you still haven't figured it out, so you don't really get the benefit of the doubt. Not that they really ever did, to be quite honest with you, that anybody was sitting there being like, "I think this is the game where they finally figure it out." But you look at this team and the effort they gave last night against that Islanders team. It was 
abominable. Yeah, aside from the first period, right? Like, the first period looked fine. And that's the thing, is they come out flying. They came out flying in the first period. Again, they missed the net a lot, but they were still generating, they were still creating in the offensive zone. They were doing a lot of good things, and it just didn't turn into any sort of actual offensive results, right? And I think that's what it really comes down to, is this team starts to get down on themselves when, one, they don't get the results, and two, the team they're playing against mounts any sort of pushback. Yeah, that's the Because thing. I didn't think the Island... Look, the Islanders aren't a great team. Like, the Islanders aren't this team that, oh, man, it was crazy. The Canucks were able to best them in the first period. No, the Islanders aren't that great of a team. They're sixth in the Metro. They're above 500, which apparently is the bar in this market, but they're sixth in their division. Don't get me wrong, the Metro's a great division. The Islanders probably aren't going to make the playoffs with this team that they have, but again, that's a lot because the East is so strong. They might, but... My point is is that the Islanders aren't this fantastic team that it was amazing that the Canucks even competed with for 20 minutes. The Islanders aren't that good of a team. And, of course, neither are the Canucks. But the way they played in that game, a game in which you and I called it yesterday, a game that if they wanted to have any sort of success in January, they were almost... They, they basically had to win that game last night. Oh, for sure. And to lose it in such a fashion that... There's no hope. Like, there's not even many, any, I would say, good things you could point to in that loss. Like, and it was pointed out in the Statsies that just went up minutes ago on Canucks Army, but Bo, Mike, Michael Liu pointed out that Bo Horvat had the worst expected goals against on the team. Hmm. Um, or something like that. Something along those lines. It was it basically what Michael highlighted was that, yeah, he scored... Um, but his defensive effort was pretty bad. And it didn't necessarily result in these major gaffes that resulted directly in goals like you saw from Tyler Myers and Ethan Bear. Oh. Uh, even Ekman Larson as well. Holy cow, that was a that was something else, especially yeah, the Bear and the Myers ones. The Bear were really and the Myers one were Bears, looked like they were going for primary assists. Yeah, Bear gave it right away. Brock Nelson gets it, makes a quick pass to Anders Lee, easy one for him. The the Myers one Oh, that was brutal. Right to, like, and you're going to give it away to a guy like, like Matt Barzell's the guy you give it away to? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh. you don't want to give it away to anybody, but you definitely don't want to give it to Matt Barzell. The other play was like, just like structurally defending. The play where Matt Barzell came in and made the really good pass, uh, I believe it was to Sezikis was the one who scored. Mm-hmm. Barzell comes in, JT Miller and Luke Shen just like staple on top of each other and let that whole left wing come wide open. And it was tough. And you brought it up. Can we get the Islanders lineup up here? Like, look at this. This is the team that was, you just talked about. They're not, like, I'm sorry, Hudson Fashing is your second line <laughs> winger? That's the team that just came in here and whooped your ass? Like, I don't know who that is. J.G. Pajot. Yeah, he had a great game. Yeah, Park, did. Parker Wartherspoon. I'm trying to look at some of but, these players yesterday in the lineup, and I'm thinking, like, you know, Atu Ratty was in the, I was watching him play. He was playing for Bridgestone a couple weeks ago. I saw him in the AHL. Like, good for him. He's a young player and coming up time well, but this team isn't... You shouldn't Surrey's get dominated 6-2 to two by this team. No, you're absolutely right. And again, Chris, the, the thing that I, I really want to point to is that this is a good example. Like, we talk about, and national media, everybody talks about, the Canucks have some good players, but they don't know how to play as a team. Like, no. they don't know how to put in a full effort as a collective unit. You look at this Islanders teams, you just pointed out, what was it? I can't even remember. I already lost the guy's name. Fashit? No, wait, not that. What was it? Hudson, uh, I don't know. Hudson something. I already lost his name. Yeah, Fashing. 
Fashing, there, there it is. is. Hudson Fashing. Okay. Watch, he's going to, someone's going to pull He's got 13 goals this yeah. year, 14 yeah. assists. He's got 32. He's, I don't know. What he's, yeah, what he's, he's going to lead the league in I, goals. I've never heard year. of that dude in my life. Yeah, well, this is bulletin board material. He doesn't Mr. even Hudson. have a number on uh, the, the line combination. Okay. Anyways, my point, Chris, is that, yeah, like they don't have a star studded lineup by any means. Casey Sezikis is playing a Matt Brazell's wing on the first line. They do not have a star-studded lineup by any means, but they're able to play together yeah, as a together. team. They work hard. And again, like you see these teams that just look like they're playing against a peewee team when they play the Canucks, where they're not even... like. They, I'm not saying the Islanders weren't trying in the first period, but it's like they went into the intermission and said, all right, guys, like we, we got to actually hey, turn it on Let's not do now. that again. Yeah, let's and not then, do that did, again. And then it's just much over because the Canucks are like, oh, no, here they come. They're trying now. Yeah, and well, again, it's just it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to watch. Like it's I, I wrote a, I, my title on the instant reaction last night was just it is tough to be a Canucks fan right now. Yeah, it is so tough to be a Canucks fan right and, now. And you're losing him day by day. You absolutely are. Yeah. The, the guys who just want like I say it all the time, the people who just want to go to a game once a month. Imagine if yesterday was that game where it's like, oh, like, uh, you know, let's say Johnny likes to go to, uh, you know, five Canucks games a year. Mm. And he got Christmas. He got tickets for Christmas to go watch that game yesterday. Is he go? Is he buying a ticket in March? I don't no. think so. Probably not. After nope. what you just saw last night. Um, like I said it yesterday on this show. Th- this team is too good to be the worst in the league. Right. But it's too bad to make the playoffs. It's a Hendiades quads. They're strong but flawed. They're extremely flawed. Their team struggles so hard to bounce back from any little bit of something that throws, like, any sort of pushback from another team. They just take it. They just take it. And that was a perfect example in the second period yesterday. It was a what? Don't ask me to say it again here. Okay. Um, I, I don't even know I, where I to go. I said what I said. I know, but I don't even know where to go from that. Because... Like you're saying nothing incorrect. Like you're you're bang on. You're bang on. No words incorrect at all. It feels like everything that can be said about this team, and how many times have we said this this year, has been said about this team. Now, what I'm really curious about, Chris, is, and I'm writing about this. I hate saying this, even though I do it all the time. I am writing about this. I'm hoping to have it done today so that it's up tomorrow. But I'm picking up vibes from the 2016-17 season, where. The Canucks thought they'd be competitive. They're exciting additions in the offseason of Louis Erickson and Eric Goodbranson. They're supposed to put them over the top, and they are an awful, awful team. Now, Eric Branson only played 30 games in that season, but the Canucks, nonetheless, were a bad team. It's People are talking about in the chat the stealth tank of oh. they're accidentally tanking, but this is what happened in 2016-17 is the team thought they would be good. They thought they would compete. And then they were so bad trying to compete. They thought this roster could figure it out. They thought they could compete, right? Like, they've already moved on from Ryan Kessler, right? They thought they could do it. They thought they could do it as a team. They finished with a bottom three. They were the second worst team in the league behind only Colorado, who I think had 49 points on the year. And the Canucks finished with 60, I believe, or something along those lines. Now, my point, Chris, is that the team saw that they weren't going to be able to compete, and they actually sold the deadline for future assets. It wasn't, we're going to get players that are under 26 that we think can help us now. It was Alex Burrows for Jonathan Dolan. It was Yannick Hansen for Nikolai Goldobin, who granted, they thought could help them quicker. Oh, you could. Right? 
He couldn't. Well, he could have. That's that's your take, right? Star. Um, but my point being, Chris, is that they sold off whatever assets they could at the deadline, right? And again, they could have done more. They absolutely could have done more. I'm not trying to say this management regime, the Benning regime, did a fantastic job of rebuilding. It was no. just that, hey, you know what? We're doing badly anyway. You know what's and- crazy, though? Hold on. I got to jump sure. in here. What you just said, like, even those little moves... Remember how much they were praised in the market? Yep. How much they were praised. People were so happy. People were so happy the Canucks traded Vanek for, for Tyler Mott. Yep. Because it felt like those type of trades give you a direction. And, and that's a, that's all people want. That's all people have wanted for like 10 years is let us know the direction. Listen, Trevor Linden told like wanted this team to rebuild. John Tortorella wanted this team to rebuild. Like multiple people have been in this organization and be like, eh, you know what? This isn't going to work. That was like eight years ago, Tortorella saying that. We're still here. All people wanted was the direction. And when you see the direction and trades going in that way or movement for the roster going that way, it's praise throughout the market. How is this not? Why is management not moving this way? Don't you want to be praised for doing your job? Then, then do your job. Like, do your job right. It's not, a, it, I don't think it's rocket science, man. This roster's not going to do it. We just keep hearing about how hard it is to make trades. And this is true to some extent, but what Chris, the hell's the but Chris point, man? Here, here, here's, here's what I keep coming back to is if you give up Brock Besser and you do anything that resembles bringing back some sort of asset, like if you do Brock Besser for Milan Lucic or just some dead money contract that is going to you know, not move the needle in a positive manner, but it's just to make the dollars in, dollars out work, but it's going to make you a worse team. But you're also getting an asset at the same time. Like, Calgary would probably like scoring help. Like, if you do Brock Besser and a third, or excuse me, um, Brock Besser for Milan Lucic and like a third round pick, I'm pretty sure a lot of this market is happy. They're, they're pissed that this player that was heralded as the next big thing that they re-signed in the offseason is moved on from. More of the market would be happy about that. Exactly. And that's my point. Is like, I get it's hard, and you probably don't want to just get a third-round pick back for Brock Besser, but do something. You have to do something at this point. You can't just keep going with this core, and it's just, like, make the team worse, and we're getting to our next segment. Do you have anything else on the Islanders uh, before we move on here? Listen, quickly get that stat up here from PJ. Welcome back to Twitter, uh, Patrick Johnson. Uh, his tweet last night was very interesting. Some of the numbers here. The block shots is the one for me. This is the Islanders had 18 block shots in this game. The Canucks had three. You know how many? No, f- none from a forward, by the way. I was just about to ask you. You know how many f- blocked? A, <laughs> you know how many forwards blocked a shot? No. I'm going to guess none. Zero Canucks forwards blocked a shot last night. That number is ridiculous to me. That number is absolutely ridiculous to me. And it's a perfect indication of a team like giving a damn for the the greater team. And there were some interesting quotes from from Elliot Friedman today uh, when he was, what's Merrick's show called in the morning? I don't... The Jeff Merrick I show? Used to, I used to produce it at 6.50. The <laughs> Jeff Merrick show. And it was, you know, Friedman said, I think that that Canucks dressing room is shell-shocked. I really do believe that. It's been a season of story after story after story. I also think that that dressing room is shell-shocked. I'm in there every day when I'm not sick. I didn't go today. I did go to practice today. Sure. And we'll talk about maybe a couple of things in practice in a little bit. But that's the thing. Like, that, they are. They are shell-shocked. They're all waiting for something to happen. You know, the guys that matter two to three years from now, they're just waiting for something to happen. Elias Pettersson's waiting for something to happen. Quinn Hughes is waiting for something to happen. Thatcher Demko is healing. 
his injury, but he's waiting for something to happen. Yep. Something needs to happen. And I think that's kind of the main point is, look, it's clearly not working with this team. And, like, we'll move on. We'll move on to the Islanders, from the Islanders, to the next segment, which is just titled Time to Tank. And I'm going to pick up my thought that I just interrupted myself with. Sorry about that. Or did I interrupt? No, 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 I interrupted myself. I was saying, like, we'll move on. Jeez, that's Um, a new one. You interrupting yourself? Yeah, I do that sometimes. Really? Yeah. It happens a lot, actually. That, like, yeah, just, sometimes when like I'll a be talking, eagle flies by. Yeah, I'll be talking an eagle will fly by. <laughs> Interrupt yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, what I really want to say, Chris. Hold on. That's actually the hardest part. Listen, I just interrupted you. Mm. You're, you still remember what you want to say. The worst part is when you interrupt yourself, because then you completely lose your train of thought. Like oh, you're, yeah. Right now, you're still holding on to what you're about to say, I think. Yep. But if if you would interrupt yourself, you lose that because you don't have the, the brain power to hold on to a bunch the of worst, things at once. The worst is when you interrupt me and then ask me a question because yeah. I'm not paying attention no, to what you're saying. I'm trying to queue up what I've got. Yeah. And then you're how like, what forward, do you think? How many forwards blocked the shot last <laughs> night? No, sorry. Okay, I'll let you go here. You no, probably forgot by now. No, no, no. It's, it's hard to forget. How could anybody forget? How could anybody forget their thoughts on this team and the thoughts on the need for this team to tank? I'm talking about the stealth tank, Chris. I'm talking about what we saw in 2016-17 when this team... Hint, made their only rebuilding moves, it felt like, of the Benning regime. And I'm not talking, you know, people say like, oh, well, they traded Garrison for a pick. They did this. They did that. This was the only trade deadline where they approached it and looked at, okay, you know what? We need to get worse. We need to prepare for the future. And the way they did that, it wasn't all in. It wasn't, we need to rebuild this from the ground up. It was... Well, we need to get younger. Almost did a Jim Benning impression, but I didn't. Um, we need to get younger, and we need to do that by selling off some of our older players who probably aren't going to help us um, now or much more in the future. So they sell Hanson. They sell sell off from Alex Burrows. Stealth tank. Then, like I said, they finished bottom two in the league, and people say, oh, well, you know, they moved down the draft lottery, so it wasn't even worth it. Yeah, they drafted fifth overall. Do you know who the result was, Chris, in the 2016-17 season? The one year where the Canucks actually... I'll call it a tank. I'll say that was a tank year. It was an accidental tank. It was an accidental tank. They wanted to be competitive. They couldn't. It was an accidental tank. The one year where the Canucks actually tanked. Do you know what it got them at the draft, Chris? The franchise player. Elias Patterson. Like, Elias Pettersson is the result of the one year. Bro, it's about that's it's about the process. If you do the right process, the right things will happen. Exactly. I'm not Just saying you're going to land another Pettersson, but with the way this but draft is looking. might in this exactly, draft. This draft is looking like there's actually a possibility to land a player. And I don't think of his quality unless you're getting in the top four. But really. But but here's the, the thing: the players you're sorry. getting. Sorry, I have we have the draft prospects. Pull yeah, them up yeah, here, yeah, Aaron. You can pull it up here. These type of players that can make an impact for your team. It's deep. You're seeing the right uh, ASP, my guy, my right shot defenseman. He's playing for Sweden right now. J20 league. He's 26 points in 20 games, 13 goals. Looking for a right D who can move the puck. ASP's your guy. Like that's guy. That's a guy's coming in at 12 right now. This is elite prospects rankings, by the way. But like anywhere you get in that top four, difference maker. Absolute difference maker. Leo Carlson, Adam Fantilli, they're both like 6'3 monsters. You can play center. And that's not even, I didn't even mention Connor Bernard at number one. And I was reading the Sportsnet uh, scouting report. Oh, and really? It told me that Jeez. Braden Yeager has 18 goals this year with Moose Jaw. Wow. But that's it. It didn't tell me anything else. Yeah, that thing, uh, I'm surprised it told you how many <laughs> goals he had. I, didn't, I thought it would just be he scored this year. 
<laughs> he has scored. Yeah. Um, in all seriousness, you're right. This is a this is a deep draft. We've heard about it for the past two years. And again, you look at that top four, that top five, and again, like there are people out there because I think what do the Canucks have right now in their current position? Like five percent chance at Bedard, something like right? that. There are people out there who will argue against this idea of don't sell at the deadline. Don't don't you don't want the team to be bad? It doesn't matter because they're not going to win the draft lottery anyway. That's fine. You are giving yourself one a better chance that is statistically better than whatever the hell this team's doing right now. Okay, you're giving yourself a better chance at landing Bedard, and again, you're probably not going to get into that bottom of this league. You're probably not going to be able to have a worse record when all is said and done than Chicago. And Anaheim, you're probably not going to be able to get there. But you are going to be able to get to that second tier. If you look at the standings right now, and I don't think we have them on hand because I don't do any prep for the show. Oh, great. Let's let's take a look at the bottom of the standings, Aaron, if we can. Um, and for those on the podcast, you've already seen them, I'm sure. And if you haven't, basically how it shapes out is that the Canucks are going to be competing down the stretch run here with a few teams. Now, the teams that the Canucks are competing with are going to be different than the bottom two. That is obviously Chicago and Anaheim. I think it's basically set in stone that that's going to be the bottom two. Columbus is right down there as well, but they do have games in hand. They have two games in hand on Anaheim, who they have the same number, uh, 24 points with. Chicago, uh, eight wins on the season for those Chicago Blackhawks. Now, the Canucks are going to be competing, and I don't want to even lump Florida into this because Florida... um, Again, they have games in hand on the Canucks um, right now, and they've got more, um, more, more. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Right now, they have more um, more points than yeah. the Canucks do. Uh, sorry, I have to reconnect my camera again. This That's is okay. so silly. Anyways, um, the Canucks are be competing with like Philadelphia, Montreal, Montreal Arizona, Arizona, San Jose, San Jose. Uh, Columbus and Anaheim. Now, excuse me, not Anaheim. 
stupid computer. Anyways, I sound like Dollywall. Um, uh, we're but, having a, sorry about the connection problems on. Uh, well, we're YouTube. we're fine now. It doesn't matter. Philadelphia, Montreal, Arizona, San Jose. That's that's the group that the Canucks are competing with right now. They're very close in the standings at the time of this recording to those teams in points, in point percentage. They're right there. So my point is, Chris, is look, I understand, folks, you're, you're sad that the Canucks aren't going to be able to, probably not going to be able to have the worst record in the NHL no matter what they do. You're probably sad about that. Mm. Likewise, I, I get it. Like, you want Connor Bedard. You want the best shot at landing Connor Bedard. And it's probably just not going to happen this year because of how how bad the Chicago Blackhawks are, okay? Uh, Anaheim Ducks, same thing. Columbus, same same sort of deal, yeah, right? But you take, four. you take Bo Horvat off this team, and I'm, like, again, we're talking about trades, and we're, we're talking about, oh, Garland, Besser, all these names that get brought up as side pieces. Like, losing Brock Besser, losing Connor Garland, it moves the needle substantially in the direction toward a tank. I don't think those guys' performance this year has really helped the Canucks that much. Like, mm. If you get some hard-working guys from Abbotsford up here, like, like in the event those guys are traded, Hoaglander's probably coming up. Pod Colson's probably coming up. You don't have to, though. You Phil, don't have Phil to. Phil DiGiuseppe's there. Okay, well. Right? There's an example of a guy you can give sure, to the NHL. Sure, sure, sure. But my point, Chris, is that a motivated AHLer mm. might be as good okay. right now as what we're seeing from Connor Garland and Brock Besser. And I'm not right. trying to pick on those two guys. I'm saying the Canucks as a whole. I don't think the difference between hardworking AHLers that want a shot is that different than what we're seeing. Good example. Right now. Last night, top dog because I still did the dog ratings. Yeah. Will Lockwood. Yep. Like Will Lockwood was given in his effort. Sheld- last Sheldon Drys had a good game. I thought Sheldon Drys and Will Lockwood were two of the players that were actually trying last night and. I guess we should get to it. Eh? Like the there were some lineup changes a little bit. I'm not done. Okay, keep going on the tank. Time to tank. Keep the, rolling. The final thing I want to say about this is that just just even a Bo Horvat trade. Like think of how many goals Bo Horvat scored for this team. Twenty eight. This team's not winning a ton of games without Bo Horvat. And you look at who they're going to be replacing him with at center. It's bleak. It's bleak. So like you don't have to JT sell off everybody. You can literally just move Bo Horvat, which you should be doing anyway. And I, I don't think they should wait any longer. I think they should get this done quick, okay? You, you just sell off Bo Horvat, and this team is struggling to pick up wins. And all of a sudden, you're looking at being even lower in the standings. And I think that's all people want right now. People just want hope. And we're recording this before uh, Canada and USA has even played their semifinal game, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say Connor Bedard does something special tonight. I think so, too. Especially against yeah, USA. That's going to be this data shot. All right, I'm done. Go ahead. All right. Well, uh, let's get to the poll question. Actually, we'll uh, we'll jump over to the poll question. We'll do the line combinations after because there were some changes. Uh, Patterson playing with JT Miller now. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get you to pull the uh, poll question yes, up here. Yes. Our poll question today brought to you by the great folks over at Atlas Goods. Go to atlasgds.com. Use promo code CC15 for 15% off your first order of pop rinds. These are the best fresh pork rinds straight from your microwave or air fryer. Our poll question today. What's the most annoying thing you are seeing this season? No vision for the future, structure from coaches, lack of on-ice effort, and as always, I'm angry. Chris, so far, 69% of voters say no vision for the future is the most annoying thing they are seizing, seeing this season. Mm -hmm. And 18% say it's a lack of on-ice effort, 3% say structure from coaches, Uh, 10% say they are angry. No surprise here. No surprise that 69% of people say that there is no vision for you. No vision for the future is what's annoying them the most. Like we're starting to hear these 
I don't even want to call them reports. Just we're hearing kind of the talking heads and various various folks kind of talking about how, well, obviously management sees this as well, and management is going to have some sort of plan, and they're gonna ha- they're gonna have something to do at the deadline, and they have an idea of what they want to do. They're just not telling anybody, right? Which is fine. I understand that, but every time that this management regime has communicated with fans, like they even got criticized when they first got here for saying. Oh well, they shouldn't have said that the defense core is bad, and they shouldn't have said that uh, you know some of their wingers they don't like or whatever that it was they said. People were mad at them for that right back then. Now we don't really hear anything. All we're hearing is, yeah, like we're looking to build, and we're disappointed with what the team's done this year. We're I looking ha- to build, hate that build, they say build. Rebuild. Yeah, we're never look, we're not looking to rebuild. We're always looking to build. It's been like. You know, when we look back at some of the things Jim Benning said, where he's like, I live day to, we live day to day, you know, and we ran out of time and these quotes that go up there right now, this is going to be the one for Rutherford of like, we're building, we're, we just try to, we're just trying to build, we're just trying to build and Elvin and Elvin, both of them just trying to build no rebuild. And yep. I think that's, this is one of the quotes early on in their tenure that you're going to talk about for a while. Of I just trying think, to build. I think people genuinely just want some sort of clarity. Like people just want to hear what, you know. Like what, what they should be, you know, hoping for. Like, like what, what does this management regime think fans are waiting for? Like, yeah. what's their message to fans right now? I, I would love to talk to Jim Rutherford right now, and if they had a press conference, that'd be great. And they will at some point. There's always a trade deadline one, so we'll get a chance there. There's an end of season one as well, and we'll get a chance there as well. And again, there's a lot of questions surrounding this team right now. I'd be curious to see if we do get one pretty soon here. Yeah. I think the requests have been put in yep. from what I've heard. Anyways. Well, Rutherford spoke to a few people uh, recently. Yeah. That, that didn't go great either. I Just back to the poll question a little bit. Like, it is, it's clear what the most annoying thing is. Like, people aren't even as annoyed with the structure of the team, which is like really when you're watching this team on a night-to-night basis – I talked, about, I talked about this this morning when I was on uh, Halford and Bruff. It was like the AHL team is doing such good things with how they're playing defense. Like it's fun to watch because like the wingers are coming back. They're making a huge impact in the defensive zone. They're able to help with the breakouts. There, there's just different. You're seeing so much different things happen at the AHL level where you're like, wow, they, they're not playing like. You know what the Canuck, like the Vancouver Canucks, are playing like an AHL team, and the Abbotsford Canucks are playing like an AHL team. Like from the structure and the play, and how they're supporting breakouts and making good, simple passes to get out of your own zone and defend in your area. Like it is wild to me that uh, that structure's only got three percent, but it's at the same time I understand why. It's because fans just want to know which way this team is planning to go because the way that they're planning to go right now is so up in the air that you just have no clue what the answer to it is. And that's super unfortunate because a fan like a fan that's not dialed into everything and has, you know, their Twitter notifications on for Dolly wall and, you know, you and I and stuff like that and Drancer and all the big names. They just like the fans that just want to like follow this team and have fun with it instead of like living day to day with it, making such an impact on their life. They would probably like to know which direction this team's going in. And it's unfortunate that they don't know. Because right now, if you just ask like a, a regular fan, probably nobody in this chat, because nobody, I don't think a lot of regular just whatever so-so fans are, are in here watching this live. But they're maybe listening to the podcast. 
just to kind of have an update here. And I think those type of people, I have to imagine, they just would want some direction. Know which way to be a fan. Know how to be a fan of this team. Know what to be a fan of when this team makes one of those things. Like when they make a move, when they make a direction, when they make a choice with how the future is going to look from a change in their roster, a change in their coaching staff, anything. If you have like a full-on direction, this is to me, this is why Jim Rutherford was brought in. Like the president should set the standard for the future. So I, the way that I'm looking at this team and all the disappointment that they've had, the roster, sure, that's been bad. They haven't been great. The roster we kind of knew wasn't good. The coaching staff, Bruce Boudreaux's not getting what he got last year out of these guys. The people I'm most disappointed with is the management group and the fact that they're not being able to set an idea of what their goal is for the, for the near future even. So I think that's the most unfortunate thing to me. The, the biggest thing I've been let down this year is the management group. Yeah, absolutely. And again, not much else to say than that, right? Like, that's where it's at right now. There's, like, the on-ice effort is bad, but, again, we do put put blame on the players, of course, but you also look at it and say, you know, it would be really nice for these players if they had some sort of clarity of what this organization is trying to do because right now it's not clear to anybody. Completely agree. Okay. We'll wrap it up there. Uh, well, no, let's do the lines real quick. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Quickly, lines, because yeah. There, there were some changes, some notable ch- and I do want to touch on a few things for practice uh, as well. So Andre Kuzmenko playing with Elias Pettersson and JT Miller on the top line. What do you think? Kuzmenko, Pettersson, Miller? Like, you got Miller back on the wing at least. I was interested last night because both of us were wrong. Um, you remember you thought it would be that Horvat mikhaev besser line would right. be the matchup? I thought it would be the Miller line. It was the Pettersson line that yeah, played the matchups. And I was, hey... I said I'd like to see that. I didn't think we'd see it, but I, I said I would like to see that, and we saw it last night, and I like Pedersen there. Uh, on weaker matchups, the Drys-Miller-Garland uh, line was the Canucks' best line yeah. last night, and that was that was good to see, so I'm a little interested to see um, them splitting up, but I wonder if it's, hey, JT, you just had a good performance. Now go, you know, let's play you with our best player, sure. and you're on the wing where it's easier for you to play. Um, let's see how this goes type thing. Back to our last conversation. Commander Vander's got a good one that I want to read here. Uh, it's great to see CV in the chat as well. It says, it is so frustrating when anyone in my family who are all casual fans ask me about the team and what's going on because I literally cannot give them an answer beyond their bad and not getting better. It's true. That's the other, that's the other thing it's too. It's like when you, you run into your buddy who doesn't love following the Canucks day to day but likes the Canucks, they'll ask you. And people are listening to this podcast and people are watching this on YouTube, everybody. They're up to date because I think we do a pretty decent job of keeping people up to date. Or maybe they're getting a lot of information from somewhere else. Canucks Army. Canucks Army. All that stuff. And they're trying to explain to their friends who are just casual fans. That's got to be tough. Good luck. That's got to be really tough um, to say which way I had multiple going. people last night uh, reply to my instant reaction and say, I'm... Really glad I turned down free tickets to this game. Yeah, and Sterling's like, got a good one. How's the Canucks season going, they ask? Do you have five hours? That's a good Yeah, exactly. So it all starts. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you about this guy named Jim Benning. <laughs> nah, yeah. He's okay. not even at fault to blame yeah, as much anymore, man. Yeah. Jim Benning's off the hook almost at this point. Aside from the OEL stuff, he's almost off the hook. Which is, you know, pretty egregious, to be oh, quite honest. Oh, for sure. It's, that's a problem. But I feel like that... You know what? That has kind of been my eyes been like put into the shadows. OEL's contract yeah. a little bit. It's because there's so much else going <laughs> wrong with this team that the the fact that your deteriorating defenseman who is 30 years old plus is making seven plus million dollars. The fact that that doesn't get brought up often 
shows you how many real problems there is with this team. That's hard. Yep. That's he's hard. not off the hook. Corey Anderson's very out of He's not, off, not the off the hook. hook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hot take. Jim Benning actually is good, and he did nothing wrong while he was here. Okay. Um, do you have anything else from practice? Like, it was an intense practice. Yeah, no. They did a little scrimmage, and uh, Luke Shedd, who's Listen, that guy, I hope that guy, I wish that guy nothing but success moving forward. He's incredible in the media. He's incredible in the room. He's great for young players. He was throwing it around. He was hunting. Okay. Luke Shen was hunting today. They had a little scrimmage and they don't, I'll give the Canucks credit. They don't uh, mix up their practices a lot. It's a lot of the same drills, really. And he kind of heard Ethan Bear talking about that yesterday as he was comparing uh, the Oilers and the Hurricanes. I heard a lot of uh, a lot of the same things that he was talking about with the Oilers to the Vancouver Canucks as he was talking about how well uh, the Hurricanes run their practices and how well they you know run structure and systems and things. Heard a little bit of uh, Ethan Bear talking about that uh, last night. Found it very interesting because yeah, the Canucks do a lot of the same drills at practice, mm-hmm. and today was different. They they really cranked it up. Luke Shen hammered, absolutely hammered Jack Studnika twice. Hit him like real hard in at the blue line, open ice, just nail him. Then hit him into the bench almost, like legs up in the air and everything. And I was like, "Wow, this is." Are we gonna see it? Like, you know, we're we're sitting there in the, as the media members, and we're like, "What?" Like, you know, we always say like, "What is there to look forward to with this team?" Maybe a fight would like kind of uh, stir things up a little bit. I'm not saying that they're gonna do the Blues thing, going to run to win the Stanley Cup. But I don't hey, think anybody wants to fight for Luke them. Shen. No, I was like, yeah, Luke Shen's not the guy, right? Like. Nobody's going to fight Luke Shen. Dude, it's like fighting your dad. You don't fight but your then, dad when you're but a kid. But then it was like another another interest. Like Kyle Burroughs laid out Ilya Mikheyev as well. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> you know, Burroughs is trying to get it. Do you think Burroughs would fight Shen? That would be a wild one. Because Burroughs would... doesn't back down from anybody. But I feel like if it would be Shen that he would. Because he'd understand what Luke Shen's all about. Okay, let's get to the Betway uh, wrap-up. Give me, give, me, uh, give me Lane Peterson and Luke Shen, the brothers-in-law. Oh, you want to talk about drama in the locker room? Go to there. Okay. Bet All way. right. Nope. Prospect report. Uh, Elias Pettersson, uh, defenseman, playing for Sweden right now. Uh, I haven't. Maybe someone in the chat can let me know. Last time I saw one nothing for Sweden, Elias Pettersson assisted on that goal. So maybe if that goal stands, you know, nice little game for Pettersson. He's been playing uh, extremely well. Listen, climbing in the ranks. I talked about this going into this World Juniors. Pettersson might be the number one prospect on this team. The way that LeCarrie Mackey's going. Like, this could change in a year if LeCarrie Mackey really starts tearing it up. But right now, everything that's happened up to this point in the season, not just the World Juniors, like, Pedersen's the Canucks' top prospect, this defenseman. Yeah. I got to take a drink here. I'm going to lose my voice. Okay. Stall some words. I don't need to stall. I'll start Betway for you. Uh, No, no, no. LeCarrie Mackey. 13-4, you say. Yeah, LeCarrie Mackey was the 13th forward today. Uh, The plan was originally to just play him on the power play for Sweden. Not a good look at all, of course, Um, especially after his last game where he was benched in the second and third periods. Um, CB's got a good point. Put some respect on Klimovic maybe being the number one. Klimovic has played really Really good run of late, for sure. But Pedersen, I tell you, before he got to these World Juniors, really cranking things up in the SHL. If you listen to this show, you know I've been talking about him for all season long, how much he's just... Steady improvement all season long. Klimovic is getting up there too, you know, but LeCarrie Mackey, week after week after week. After week. What can you say? Like, what can you, like, I, I get it. Like, he's young. He's 18. He's battled injuries, battled mono, but like, I don't know. How, how long are the, like, I, listen, it's it's kind of hard right now to really get into it, but he's, he's had a lot of excuses up to this point. That's too bad because it's, some of them are not his fault. Okay. Get a concussion, not his fault. 
getting mono, not his fault. But when he's like when he's put into a spot where he needs to be accountable, he's got to be able to step up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So really tough year for him so far. He is falling out of the rankings for sure. If you do a rankings right now, maybe number th- like two or three. He's still so young, so you have to wait. But you know, Elias Pettersson's still super young, and look what he's doing in the top league in Sweden. Look what he's doing at these World Juniors. He's there's a good chance Elias Pettersson is like the top defenseman for Sweden next year. They only have a few. They have three returning defensemen, I think, from this roster to next year. ASP is going to dominate too, but you might see a top pairing for Sweden next year, the World Juniors, of uh, Elias Pettersson and ASP. So that could be interesting. Okay, Betway, let's go. All right, Betway, let's get out of here. Big shout out to everyone in the chat too. I know you guys have uh, rocked through some connection problems. Just incredible chat today uh, over on the YouTube. If you're not, if you're just listening on the podcast, try and swing by one day. Uh, between one and one forty-five ish is when we're live here on YouTube. Um, but yeah, appreciate everyone on the podcast as well. But the chat buzzing today. It's I got to give a shout out to Corey Commander Vander and uh, Kevin Punter, Lisa as well. Always in here, and I love when when those four get together. The chat is buzzing. I love it. All right, Betway, uh, Nikita Kucherov or Matt Zuccarello. I love the either or. It's been hitting on a lot of these lately. Uh, Kucherov or Zuccarello to score a goal in this game. Tampa Bay versus Minnesota. One sixty-seven is the minus on that. So ten dollars return you sixteen over on Betway, 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 Betway. Uh, and our big one. They keep telling me they said, "Geez, you gotta you gotta stop doing these big bets. They're never hitting." Tonight's the night, baby. Let's go. Minnesota to win over six point five total goals and Kirill Kaprizov and Nikita Kucherov both. To get two or more points in this game, plus fifteen hundred. Ten dollar bet quads. That'll take you and the missus out for a nice uh nice steak dinner for two. 160 bucks on the return. Uh nineteen plus if you're going to bet, bet responsibly. All right. We'll Hold wrap on. it up there. Hold on. Okay, we're over time. No, no, no. Oh yeah, word of the day. Oh my did you see that one? That's not you okay, well no don't chance. say it out loud. Don't say it out loud, but yeah. Uh no chance nobody misses tomorrow, but I only saw one person in the chat. Quads is broad. Yeah. She's texting me saying, hey, I got is that, it. Is that actually, that's actually that's your girlfriend? Her, yes. That's your, that's she, your username? She made her username that I thought just that was a chat. fake one. No, okay. that's actually her. Today's word of the day, which a lot of people missed. Hendia dis. Nobody else called it out except quads is broad. I didn't tell her either. She just knew. Yeah, that was a really good one. I snuck it in pretty <laughs> early on. I, did, I thought I thought someone else was going to catch it, but... Uh, just quads is also broad. just to be clear because you said the name out loud uh that's because she listens to the broadcast that's where that comes from it's okay. not uh yeah i didn't come up with the name <laughs> okay uh, all right well just to be tell clear. you what tomorrow's word it's got a couple of umlauts in it actually well okay, yeah yeah don't give it away uh yeah we'll Dude, wrap like it up the, there yeah, but, but just at just the same time, we'll get on, to though. it tomorrow we'll get to it tomorrow uh for my co-host chris faber who's gonna study this word for the next 24 hours my name Yo. is david quadrelli thank you so much for listening to another episode of the canucks conversation there's 24 letters in this word thanks for listening to canucks conversation delivered by doordash hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode how about keep it to a thank you jim When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.